Gentlemen, a series of conversation between men for men to talk about taboo subjects like emotion, behavior, culture, and mental health, just to name a few, in hopes to encourage men to embrace their authentic self and reclaim their emotional being. So join me to bring back the gentle in men. Welcome to another chapter of The Gentleman. Today's guest is Ada Hussain from UAE, a friend, a brother, and I would proudly say a partner right now. Welcome, Ada, for being with us today. And I would like you to start off with telling us a little bit about you. Yes, thank you, Hamad. Uh, it's a pleasure, a real pleasure to be uh, on here with you. Um, so a little bit about me. Well, first of all, I am actually from London, so the accent might give me away a little bit. Um, I've just moved to the UAE. That alone is has uh, revealed all kinds of manners of troubles and trials and tribulations and has taught me a lot about myself. So I've grown up in London and I've pretty much lived the, the typical lifestyle of, you know, going through school, going through university, getting a job and living in the corporate world. And that's been my life for the last 32 years. I've got a family where I, uh, my dad is from Pakistan, mum is from India. They moved over to the UK when they were young and I'm second generation British born. All I can say is what that meant for me growing up with parents from the East and me being born in the West. I grew up thinking and feeling that I didn't quite belong. I wasn't really sure where I belong really. I was, you know, I was bullied when I was younger for being brown in a, in a white neighborhood. I didn't really feel that strong connection to my roots because my, my parents did what they could to assimilate me into the into the Western world, you know? Yeah. So re- what it really took me on was the journey of stress, of the, this inability to meet expectations for my family, my parents, and actually one of the one of the major things that really affected me was the relationship with my dad and how I never really felt good enough in his eyes as a man, which is why I have come on this journey now to really work with men and empower men to just take back the ownership of their, I guess, how they really feel and not to suppress what's really going on because I did for so many years and I didn't have the confidence. I wasn't that guy, you know, that could really speak his truth. Get to yeah. We're here today because we speak the truth. I love that, man. Growing up, as you mentioned, so living in this mixed diversity of like being from one place and being another, have you felt like some sort of like an intruder? I feel like when you mentioned you've been always bullied. Why is that? Like what made you feel this way? And what do you think that you were able to project that made people treat you in a certain way? I guess if I think about what I projected, I projected already that I was scared. You know, yeah. I grew up with fear. You know, I had the expect I had the pressure from my family to like, you know, to be a success, to be the smart one, to do well at school. And they didn't teach me also how to speak the languages of my culture. I should be able to be trilingual at least by now, but I never learned the languages. So I already felt that I couldn't even be part of that culture with my family, for example, when I would go see my grandparents, whatever. So I already felt insecure about who I was because I didn't, I wasn't white, so I didn't fit in with them. And I already knew that. So I was projecting that fear onto them. I was very shy, didn't have the confidence. And my dad would always want me to be more confident, more strong. He want me to be a fighter. You know, when he was growing up, he had to fight because otherwise he's going to, you know, my habit to him. So I always felt that I wasn't able to do that. And that kind of, that feeling of not belonging in either culture, when at that age, I just really found it difficult to just come out of it, to snap out of it. You know, I tried to emulate my white friends or my black friends and be more like them and, and try and get into that culture. Even though I'm being told to be, you know, to assimilate, I'm being told by my family, why don't you speak the language? <laughs> 
very strange when you're not taught how to speak the language, but you're being ridiculed by everyone that you can't speak. So then I almost grew that disconnection with my family too, because I felt that whenever I go there, I'm just sitting there in, the, in silence in the corner because I can't understand what's going on. You, you do grow up really feeling really conflicted, you know, and being a brown man in a brown family, there are expectations upon you by your parents to do things and be things in a particular way, you know? Someone um, expecting you. Yeah, so, and I didn't quite understand it because I could see my friends and what they were doing and how they were living their life and they had nothing like that yeah so i'd almost resent my family and, and my upbringing and my parents and my heritage for being brown in a western world because it didn't feel fair like the obligations that have been handed to you without even you asking for them exactly and actually my parents separated when i was 17 and okay. just before well, when that happened i was just about to go off to university so it would have been the first time where my mum and my sister who were living with me at the time they lost their dad and the husband and the son and the brother because i left and he left i went to university for a year and it was the hardest year because so much loss had happened at such a short space of time it was difficult because i was then expected to fulfill the the expectation of man of the house you know this yeah. term man of the house is when more uh, obligations were handed down to you exactly you know and suddenly i'm meant to be the carpenter the plumber the, the chauffeur the, the provide all these things and i end up coming back home from university and saying to my mom look i'm going to get a job and i'll just do what i can in the end my mom convinced me not to do this you actually left university or no i left living on campus so actually no i actually did leave the university i left and just said i'm done and then i came home and then i decided to go to a different university that was close to home so i could live at home what that did was it actually meant that i felt this pressure to now that i could never leave the house that i could never leave home ever you know because i felt like i had to protect my my mom and my sister and that expectation was heavy and i ended up doing things that were quite self-sabotaging i got into emotional spending for example and it's something that maybe men don't really talk about but we do it. Emotional eating. I had issues with my weight and my body image and uh, like all manners of things that you could think about. I went through it. And actually, in, in terms of the emotional spending, I only recently got out of debt, for example, because of all those years of just piling up and using credit cards. It was just last year where I cleared all of my debts, you know? Well done, man. Thank you. And it, it was huge. I even, I spoke about it on my Instagram as well because we don't talk about these things. But we're, we're not educated, especially like in this part of the world, like let's say in the Middle East in general, I would say we were never educated financially, you know? And most of the stuff has has been given to us you know like for me i've been independent ever since i was 14 years old you know and um, it wasn't something obligatory like i wanted to buy something and my dad was like no that made me realize you know what if you want something you work for it and that taught me if you need to make money you know like you need to work for it and earn it so i was different i was different from everyone else and i kind of came to the conclusion that most people around me were handed like senselessly money that they didn't even know the value of so I definitely knew and appreciate the value of money. At the yeah. same time, I was not educated about it. I was told to be educated and to go get a job and to exchange my hours for a monthly salary. And that's all I've known. I'm in a very yeah. different headspace, very different mind space now. It's taken me a long time. But because of the way that I've been throughout all the years, I've been seen as a bit of a black sheep in my family for my kind of out there uh, ways of even me leaving to come here. You know, like they couldn't understand why anyone would do that. But, uh, you know, the, the point around being educated around money is so important. I guess like uh, there's a lot of stuff that we learn from life the school of life let's say that teaches us how to live a better life and it's sad that most of the things that we get to learn in school don't help us in raising up in a certain way that fits life itself you know yeah. what i mean i would like to touch upon like you know you kept on mentioning like who you 
you were and who you became, I would like the midpoint, you know, what was a turning point in your life that made you more aware, more conscious into like your habits, your behaviors, and all these projections, since you're telling me there's a lot of influence that has been going on from a very young age, and then getting to see you for who you are today, you know, like, what was that turning point that made you realize the story, the narrative that you've been using all this time wasn't the truth and you weren't seeking the actual truth? I mean, there were definitely a few turning points in my life. If I had like my first turning point was when I shaved my head. <laughs> I'm being serious. I mean, it's a good look, right? First time <laughs> I shaved my head changed my life in the sense that it changed my look. You know, when I, I was we're just touching a little bit on just image and confidence just quickly, I, I wasn't a very confident man. I was everyone's friend. If I'm looking at thinking about, you know, being attractive and you know, how that impacted me and my confidence, it wasn't me. I didn't grow up with people liking me like that. But shaving the head, started getting into fitness, all of these things changed me and it, that added to my confidence over time. But that was the first shift. But going through the years of being in, you know, in and around my family, going through relationships, relationships, understanding a bit more about myself. And actually some of the patterns that I had were, I would go through relationships, for example. I wasn't a man that would commit and have integrity and, and honesty. I could see it after a certain time. It can't be them or every single time that, you know, couple this with the issues that were going on at home. So my mum was going through a hard time over, ever since my dad left. It's been a very difficult 15, 16 years, you know, and it was only the last, say, three to four years where I've been working on my emotional and spiritual and mental health. And I actually went on a, on a retreat. I thought I couldn't do it. My relationship was too much for me I was constant arguing my home life was was going crazy I got kicked out of my house for just trying to help you know it became too much so I thought I need to go away I found a retreat in Morocco and um, that was yoga and surfing which is quite fun but while I was there I went to actually speak to someone who was a, a healer like a Reiki healer I'm not normally into these kind of things but she was there I thought fine and what she taught me was a lot about our place in the world and how we fit with our parents for example and our ancestors one of the things she taught me was we can't pay parent the parent I was trying to help my mum because you know I felt I loved her I wanted to help that one lesson showed me that everything is from within and from that day I decided to just be the example in everything it changed everything just that just be the example be the love and be the kindness and from there people will emulate you know if you're missing love in your life if you're missing something just be the love that's it that's all you can do and it's such a simple message and it changed my life you know I can look back I've still got you know I'm not perfect I've still got things that I'm working through I'm still learning about myself my triggers my traumas and all these things but that be the love be the kindness that changed everything for me and I came back to my mum I apologised I opened my heart our relationship is so solid now it's so much stronger and it's like that with every single one of my relationships you know I can look back in, at my previous relationships with partners and I can see where I have made mistakes and that it was I needed to go within and actually look at who I am it's beautiful man like uh, confronting yourself you know like and finding all these voids that you've been trying to fulfill you know like or try to find where you fit kind of makes you feel lost and when and I feel like this is something that every time you kind of be um, going out there, finding any kind of relationship or a job or something that you think you want and you try to fit yourself in and because it doesn't fit within that void, it just it keeps you feeling more lost, you know, because you've been running around something that you yourself don't know what it is. I love that you mentioned like um, regarding to the Reiki uh, healer. Sometimes people think, you know what, I, I'm not into this and um, it might be against their belief system, but that person 
person was there for you for a reason. And that was, I see one of the signs that life kind of placed for you to find yourself kind of thing, you know? Why did I want to mention this? It's because the more we're um, receptive and open, we're able to get these opportunities. We're able to notice, we're able to see that this is a turning point or an, a learning point or a learning curve for us. But if we were just fixated in the idea that this is who we are and this is what life is, you know, and you're blocking everything else, we chose to be who we are and settle for this thing we call life as it is right now. So I love that you mentioned this because this is a profound message that I want to put out there, make people realize, you know what, sometimes a simple person, a simple lesson could change your life around. It shouldn't be like a dramatic event. It shouldn't be an accident. It, it shouldn't be a bad breakup a lot or a loss of someone that you love. It could be as simple as, you know, an enlightenment moment, some Something that would help you just shift that perspective and it opens a door for you to a new journey in your life of finding yourself. That's it. You know, one of my, a top tip that I would say for just for anyone listening is spend more time with people that are not like yourself. Yeah. Sounds a little bit different or just give it a try. You know, now that I'm I'm here, I'm using the, I guess, the opportunity for not knowing everyone to get to know everyone and get to know as many people as possible and just keep an open mind and open heart. You know, if I'd gone in with the, the closed mindedness of, oh, Reiki, oh, it's, a bit, it's a bit weird. I would never have learned that lesson. I would never have opened my heart in the way that it is now. I would never have been on this journey. I would never have repaired the relationships that I have. And they have honestly bloomed so much. So the relationship between me and my dad, for example, is more solid than it's ever been. And I've actually been able to have so many more open conversations with him about my upbringing, his upbringing, understanding more about him. When I think about people now, I think, hmm, if something, if they're projecting something onto me, I always think now, what has in their upbringing to make them think or feel in a particular way and just also then i can allow myself to to not take it personally you know i think we take a lot a lot of things personally when things are happening around us or to us and that's where all conflicts can arise i'm doing my best to just keep that open mind that open heart and you know i would ask him stories so in london we had a lockdown and we could only really go out for a, a few hours a day and with like one other household and i decided to spend time with my dad so we would go on a walk about five six kilometer walk every day and i use that time as like a bit of therapy where yeah. i would Talk to him about his life, about his stories. And yeah, I would use the opportunity to raise issues with him that I maybe I had had and said, I wish maybe we had talked a bit about this. And it was going to say, he would react because he reacts and then he would calm down and then the deep discussion would go down and he would almost have like an aha moment where he would see and then we'd just grow closer in that bond. And yeah. beautiful. You know, and I, I wish that I had more time when I was younger to do the same thing, but I guess we made up some time, you know. Yes, I think it's like never too late. I, I really appreciate that you mentioned this. Sometimes I kind of, I like to highlight this as well in regarding to, you know, communication is key. You know, sometimes it's just because you didn't understand the way I was asking you something, or I'm trying to communicate something with you, doesn't make this like a proper way of reaching the message out in the right sense that you understand. Yeah. And what happens is because I said it in a certain way that you didn't understand, a lot of people, what they tend to do is they kind of see that you're not being understanding, you're being judging, you're being negative, or like they straight to make, as you mentioned, you may, they make it very personal about them. And I feel like in the other hand, where you clarify this right now is the minute you find the right tone of voice or the, let's say the, the right communication skill that is needed to reach to this person, that's when the connection happens and you're able to communicate in a better way that you both are on the same 
wavelength. Their reaction at first might be different, but the outcome would be exactly what you want because right now you guys are communicating in the same language. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's so important to also make sure you hold that space, being ready that maybe you won't get the reaction that you want, actually. And I had to be prepared for yeah. that. And even when there was a yeah. reaction, I had to also be prepared for that reaction, hold it, work with it, and then be able to engage with the rest. But equally, the conversation could not have gone anywhere that I wanted it to. And that would have to be okay. Otherwise, what's the point trying to level up as a, as a man or as a human, you know? I love that, man. So who you are today, man? So today, I am a man that wants to help more men because I didn't live a particularly troubled life. I didn't live a life which was, you know, where I had depression or maybe maybe I had small bouts. I don't know. But I didn't have anything significant that happened in my life the way I went through significant trauma. However, I did grow up with things like eating issues and, and confidence issues and stresses of expectation of relationship issues with my family, with, with partners, all these things that us men, I feel, go through and think it's all normal. And it's like, oh, that's just what men go through, you know? But what you don't realize is we have it quite hard because we don't speak up. And you'll know more than anyone as well that men do find it difficult to just speak about how they're feeling. So I'm a man now that wants to encourage more men to have conversations with me or with each other just because the day-to-day -day stresses of life can become too much and one day might become too much. The man I am today is just is that man. I'm trying to just get the conversation started. You know, I'm learning a lot about myself and what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do for my Instagram and just with my friends and my family is use my experiences. And whenever I have a, a click moment and I understand something more about myself, just to share it. And I want to share it in a way which is okay. I've got a I had this moment. I understand something about myself. Do you feel like this? If so, or have you heard about this before? Let's have a conversation about it. Or here's what I've learned from this, and then let's see what happens. I want to be the guy that's also quite approachable, relatable because I do feel like especially from the UK for example many men have been and go through what it is I'm going through I don't know much about the rest of the world and the Middle East especially but I still have an underlying base feeling that all men are the same true true like that's beautiful man where could people find you so you can find me on Instagram it's not just a man with a double underscore under each word also not just a man.co.uk and um, obviously please pronounce that we're working together so on any of your platforms too and that's me I mean I'm, I live in Dubai now if anyone wants to reach reach out and hit me up I'm, I'm more than happy to meet to talk to collaborate literally anything I'm, I'm around or as simple as start a conversation that's it get the conversation started nice nice thank you thank you Adil for like your honesty and transparency and sharing these intimate moments that kind of cultivated the man I see today uh, thank you for all you do and just to end this, um, what would be your key messages for men out there? The first key message is uh, you're not alone. Nothing you're going through is, is solitary to you. Next key message is talk about it. And the third one is be the example of love that you wish to receive. Beautiful, man. Thank you once again, my friend. And um, hopefully people will resonate with this and be a beautiful example of who they want them to be in this world, to be able to share and spread this key message and make the world a better place. I love that. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, Adil, and thank you for bringing back the gentlemen. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on the bell notification to get our latest work.